When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me on my porch is Chuck. What up? <laughs> what up? What's going on, man? What's new? Just chin chilling, brother. Yeah. Doing any scouting yet? Little bit. Yeah. Little bit. Yeah, got out a few times, found some good shit. I'm excited. There you go. Yeah. Got to get the cameras up, though. Yep. Cameras need to go up. I'm going to get the spotlight out, start spotting, start looking at fields and stuff, and at least getting back into, like, the feeling of liking deer again. You know, during turkey season, you see deer, and it's just like, get out of here. Go away. We don't want to see you right now. Like, you're going to scare my turkey away. (laughs) And now they're popping up everywhere, and it's getting exciting, man. There's a lot of headgear coming up, too. Yeah, man. Speaking of deer... Deer. This whole podcast is about deer. Yeah, it is. We're going way back to archery season previously. Pulled out of the archives. Pulled out of the archives. Old old Joe bags. All the way back to after an exciting rifle season. Yes. Where Joe landed one, I mean, the biggest mountain buck that we've ever killed. Yeah. A great stud buck. Mm-hmm. Pope and Younger. We measured him up. It's a great story, man. Yeah. We had some history with this deer, too. Yeah, man. You know, some yeah, family man. history. Old JP. Yeah. Yeah, he was after him for a few years, and Joe had to go in there and show him how it's done. Show him how it's done. I like it. He has it. an old horseshoe up his ass. <laughs> yeah. But this this story's going to conclude a couple of things for him as well. That is true. That is true. Yeah. But it'll be a good episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Joe is... He he tells some good stories. Joe's mm-hmm. just he is really a good hunter and you know, he has some awesome opportunities all it seems like all the time. I mean the kid He it, trips into him somehow. He, somehow, <laughs> man. He's always on every good year. Deer. <laughs> every year. And uh I think you guys will really enjoy this. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh well not exactly. Um still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> It is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on but my, I'll have, what I'll, do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T- distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. I, I, I can have it. You, you, no, no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline dude are you even listening to me right now charles how you doing buddy 
I'm good, man. It is raining out, huh? It, dude, we had snow on the ground the other day. It was like super cold. Let's the cover next that. day, it was 65 degrees outside. Yeah. yeah, let's cover that. I woke up to like three inches of snow on the ground, give mm-hmm. or take. And literally by noon the next day, there was no snow. You would have never thought it ever did snow. And you could have wore shorts. And you could have been outside in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. That was weird. That's Pennsylvania for That's you. Pennsylvania for you, man. It's freaking me out. You know what? That I mean, they go to say about these this layering system. Let's let's just bring it up, okay? I went with some wool base layers this year. I've been testing them out. I am proud of you for doing wool merino. Man. Yes, merino wool base layers, two hundreds, top and bottom. And I, you know, next year I really want to get into more of a layering system. I can't blame you there. Um, I've been looking at some different different companies like Scree and Scree makes nice stuff. Fleet. Fleet looks cool. Pretty much anything that I see on Chasing Tales or hear on Chasing Tales podcast, I just kind of go look them up. <laughs> if you're if you're going Merino, personally, my my honest personal favorite is First Light, but yeah. Black Ovis makes nice stuff too. Well, that's what I have. I have for black. the price you can't beat Black Ovis. Yeah, I have Black Ovis. I got them on Camo Fire. Got them for Christmas. Tops and bottoms. I mean, they're probably what 50, 60, 70 bucks. I think a garment when you get them on Camo Fire. For the and it's solid wool. I mean, just go straight to their website, Black Ovis, man. Yeah, but I think it's a, they already got good deals. It, it was definitely better on Camofire though. During you can that, get really good deals. On yeah, Camo at that Fire. point, Camofire is a great site. <clears throat> Honestly, I, I it's phenomenal. I bought a bunch of stuff off there. Yeah, me too. Speaking of which, deals going on right now. Eh, it might not be relevant when this comes out. Spy Point micro link camera is on sale for $99 right now. That's a cell cam for $99. That is a great deal. I had Roger even, Sporting Goods. Since I probably would never do the cell cam thing. Actually, I probably would do that. That's not bad. I made a great deal today. And I didn't send this to you because I'm saving it for tonight. Andrew Wyland, that was on the yeah, podcast. He's a good dude. We shot with him. Started the group message between me and him and Anthony Ferletta. Whatever, Andrew. <laughs> I don't think he has your number. And he was like, hey, guys. And he sent us a, a link to a website for cameras for $70. They're Simmons 12 megapixel, one second trigger speed. It's got like a 50 foot range cameras. Okay. Take four AA batteries. I mean, they're little, little shits. Mm hmm. For $70, they were on sale at Tractor Supply today, and I went and bought the last one. That's he, why you didn't tell me, because there was only one <laughs> left. You didn't want me to buy it. He told me, well, here's here's what's funny. He sent it to us yesterday, and he was like, yeah, there's like five or six left. And he got there probably around 6 o'clock, and I was still at work. He was like, I bought them. There's one left. And I'm like cussing myself out, because I knew I was going to go straight from work, Straight to baseball practice. I didn't get home till nine thirty last night. They're yeah. closed, so all day, I worked till two o'clock today. Was heading home from dropping my car off at the shop, and we needed duck food, <laughs> so we stopped at Tractor Supply. And I looked all over for the, and I'm like, man, they don't have them. They're not with the other the other cameras. But I put it up on my phone. Get to the register. Hey, do you have this? Lady's like, yeah, we have one more. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. She's like, we got one left. She pointed me in the right direction, right past the kayaks for some reason. There was other <laughs> kayaks, cameras. trail cams, you know. <laughs> so, and there it was. That's awesome. And, and I good got deal. it. 
Heck yeah. <clears throat> Good deal. Dude, we're going to be running all kinds of cams next year. <clears throat> I'm only on like three of them so far right now because a lot of mine have died. A lot of mine have been stolen. And I'm just running low on cameras. But yeah, well, I need I was... to get back, in, back, get back into running cameras a little bit more again. I don't know. I like this past year, though. 100% surprised. I didn't run any yeah. cameras this past year. It was kind of nice. I, I do like that. But now, at this point in the season, after the season's over... There's nothing, you know, going on. This is when I really enjoyed pulling those cards and looking at what was there all year. I like the historical data, man. You know what I mean? I played historical data this year off of your you camera. Did. Right. Boom. Perfect. And we didn't have now now after that happened, the year before that, actually last year, I shot my buck. It wasn't off of really historical data, but we kind knew that we knew that time frame because of historical data. That time frame was good for that area. Correct. I went in, killed my buck. You went into an area this year off of historical data from a trail cam that I put up in August. Solely off of historical data. And literally didn't pick that camera up until February. Yeah. And we saw the natural progression of that area and we learned a lot and it worked out because you shot a buck this year. Natural corridor. You know, and it's a really cool. It's a really cool thing that that we got off the hunting public because that's something they do a lot. Yep, and I like it. I totally agree, man. So I, I missed it this year, and I know I'll have cameras up next year. Yeah, same. I'll have some up. I'm I'm pumped. I have like seven now. I dig it. You better run them. Yeah, I know. Technically, you have two as well. I'd hate to see uh, your battery budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can, can anybody tell us out there where we can find good, cheap batteries? I have the Connect, dude. All right, good. Because I need, like, do you have industrial ones? Probably I have you all get. of the batteries for free. Oh, my God, don't say that. I need as many double A's as you can get in my hands. I got you, fam. Thank you. Okay, moving on. <clears throat> we have a guest in the Rack Shack tonight. Which is the best. I love having people in here. Like the it, best. It's so much better being able to look at them and talk to them rather than talking to them Man, on the phone. And the I quality. like our phone interviews. They're fun. Oh, they're great. I mean, we get to talk to people that you're not going to get to talk to. Right. You know? Right. But in studio, you get to feed off one another. The audio is good. You usually get good guests. The exception is tonight. We didn't get the greatest guest, but, you know, we settled. We settled tonight. We settled. I'm very happy with our guest. He's been <laughs> on before. <laughs> Return guest of the podcast. What's up, Joe? What's up? How you doing, brother? That was my entrance. That was my entrance. I like it. There's <laughs> a beer opening. That was like some stone cold entrance. <clears throat> that was yeah, a soda pop. It now, yeah. <laughs> he is drinking Orange Crush right now. I'm sure everybody <laughs> recognizes your voice, Joe. Um, this is my little brother, Joe. He's back because he did something this year. He did a lot. He did a lot this year. Talk about a busy season. I had probably the least busy season of my life, buck-wise. This dude had the busiest season of his life, buck-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty intense. Yeah, man. it was. Uh, it could have been the best season of my life. And it turned into the worst season of my life, and then it turned into... A pretty exceptional season somehow. It was uh it was a bumpy road and uh I was working a lot. I got a new job, uh electrical union and uh been working six days a week. So trying to push it as much as I could and uh sometimes just determination, you know, leads to success. I learned over the years, like I could look at every deer on my wall and come up with a story of that day that I just did not want to be, not that I didn't want to be in the woods, but it was something drug me into the woods, a determination 
drug me into the woods. And I can say the same thing about the deer this year. That determination brought me into the woods and, and led me to success. So, I mean, it, it says a lot. It really does. I couldn't agree more, man. <clears throat> Honestly, I mean, every time I talked to you, you were like, oh, man, I was hunting. I was out. <clears throat> you had a couple bumpy, little rough spots like you were talking about. And I was rooting for you the whole time, man. And when you finally... Sent me a picture. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> You're a freaking beast, dude. Yeah, yeah, I mean, first day of the season, I went to a, a spot that I got my, my 2017 buck out of. Because I was only able to hunt, like, Saturdays, maybe a Friday here or there. Weekend After warrior. work, yeah. And then uh, rain days. If I had a rain day at work, I was able to go out. So, I hunted there, and uh, I had a deer at two Dude, the mom and a baby come through, last light, dead downwind of me. I don't know how they did not smell me. Because I was just coming off of work, you know, I did my thing, you know, I changed all my clothes, you know, the whole way down to my underwear, you know, wiped off with uh, those like scent scentless wipe? wipes, yeah. yeah, and then sprayed my hair and everything with the scent spray. And either way, they come down dead downwind, and the baby was out in front, and the mother was following behind. So I couldn't make any moves really on the baby because the mother was just, you know, she was just acting real, real weird. You know, I mean, it was a windy, windy day. We, Either way. We call them yearlings around here, okay? <laughs> yeah. So We're not out here shooting babies. <laughs> the mother come out on the other side of the tree and she was facing like dead away from me. And it's getting to the point like, you got to make a move left, right, something. Because, uh, you know, I, I, I need to get something in the freezer, you know. As quick as possible. Like, I can't mess up opportunities is what I'm saying because I have very limited hunts. And I tried to put one down through her back. But when I pulled back, she was, I pulled back down like towards my feet, you know. When I pulled back, my arrow kind of came because of gravity. It came off of my off your uh, rest. rest. Not mm. that it, it can actually come off my rest because my... My rest is actually enclosed, but either way, it come off, so I kind of gracefully grabbed it so it didn't make noise, and I lifted up my bow, and I don't know, I got a new string this year, and I don't know if uh, the string was pinching it. I noticed later in the season, the string was pinching it in some way that if you were to do that and lift up your bow, it would actually keep your bow off your rest. I know what you're arrow. talking about. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that was pinching arrow, it hard enough. Oh, yeah. It was just picking it up. Yeah. yeah. Be so either way, <laughs> at that angle, it did it. Not at a regular angle, obviously. Gravity took over. Yeah. So, when I went to take this eight yard, <clears throat> you know, dunk on this deer, I shoot. She runs about 35, 40 yards. Stop there, snort. I'm like, what just happened? My arrow's like sitting crooked in the ground. I missed by like a foot and a half to the left. I'm like, hmm. Jeez, oh man, dude. So, I mean, it started off really rough, and then it, it just got worse, and <laughs> oh, it was a it was a rough, probably the worst archery season of my life. I mean, uh, I don't know what if you want to get into stories, but either way, it was, uh, get into there was what you a lot get into, of action. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I had somehow, like, normally people don't see a wall hanger for... You know, Pope and Young Buck for years. You know, you don't have an opportunity. I had two opportunities in a week in archery season, and <laughs> I'll get to it later. But it just, yeah, it was, 
it was a bumpy road. <clears throat> That's rough, man. So you were getting out on weekends, rainy days. I mean, they, I don't think we had too many real rainy days or anything like that. So it was mainly just weekends, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I did have a couple of rainy days. But uh, the thing is, you go out on a rain day, you're going out in the rain. But a couple of them were really nice. Rain in the morning, work was canceled. Go out and it'd be beautiful in the evening. But uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Honestly, yeah. I kind of like rainy days a little bit. It sucks little, for blood yeah. trailing, but yeah, I've had some good action on rainy days. Yeah, yeah. Another thing, I could only go to really one spot coming from work. There's some spots that I didn't even hunt once this year. Limited on time. Exactly. Well, yeah, I can't leave work, go out and drive an hour. You know, I'd rather drive 15 minutes get to this spot. So. I was kind of over hunting one spot, and Charles kind of knocked me out of it. And he said, "You're over hunting that all spot. over his shit, man. <laughs> You're over hunting that spot. You're over hunting that spot." And I'm just like, "Man, I I need to go to the spot that is going to give me the best possible chance of scoring." And I'm seeing deer at this spot. It's not like I'm spooking them as of right now, but they're just not coming into range. I I just need to figure it out and uh. Throughout the year, I had this uh, real nice 10-point Pope and Young, easy. Beautiful deer. He wasn't super tall, but uh, his main beams came out in front of him pretty good. So they're they're pretty long. I saw pictures of that deer. It was nice. Long main beams, man. It was beautiful deer. Uh, What kind of pulled him away from other deer that I noticed was his 1G2 was shorter. Like, real short for a G2. So I, I named him uh, Jimmy, <laughs> like the uh, yeah big Jimmy. That's why I named. Him. Where'd you get that I, from? I never uh, the, the movie Ringer. <laughs> hey, I'm Jimmy, and I like apples. Jimmy likes apples because <laughs> he was on an apple tree. <laughs> and every time I got a picture of him, for the most part, he had apple in his mouth. So I thought it'd be hilarious to name him Big Jimmy. That's likes hilarious. apples. <laughs> So either way, I was fighting to find Jimmy, and uh, he had a lot of daylight pictures before the season, the season hit, and he kind of went nocturnal, and it was kind of like last light every once in a while, you'd you'd hit up the spot. I'm just thinking, I just need that right night, you know, to either drag him out a little bit earlier, Yep. or, you know, there's something. So I was playing out in my head, you know, listening to podcasts and stuff, like hearing some people's success on that, like... Uh, I forget the guy you had on. He had that happen to him where he he had this deer coming out, like very last light, and then it came out earlier because it either was a storm or something Probably pulled him out. a cold front or something, it, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I think it was a cold front, yeah. So I was kind of working off of that, and I was trying to hunt that spot on moments like that. And either way, you're going to hunt the days you're able to hunt. It's Absolutely. not like I'm going to wait. I, I don't have very limited days, so <clears throat> either way. I kind of worked my way around that, and I'd do some scouting. I set up another camera, which was really bad, nothing on it. I switched my main camera to a different area where I thought he was bedding. I, I Charles told me, go back to where you feel like the deer is coming from and kind of retrace his trail, try to get in a little closer, because if he's coming late, then catch him, you know, Earlier. 30 minutes beforehand, yeah. which yeah. could be... You know, a hundred yards. You know, slow deer are advice. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that totally. Yeah, and I mean, he was getting them on camera, kind of coming from the same direction most parts. You know, coming from one way 
for the most part, every yeah. time. So it's like, all right, take it back, look for his tracks, because his tracks were going to stand out. They're going to be big, yeah. Big, big body deer. You know, take it back <laughs> and then go and try to get, try to get, you know, 100, 100 150 yards closer, just to start, mm-hmm. you know, and see yeah. if that helps. I started following it back, and it was pretty clear what trail he was taking. There was just this rub, just crazy rub line going back. <laughs> so I followed back, and it actually went right behind my dad's one stand that's not too far away from mine, and it just got super thick, and it went into like this tunnel of thickness. I feel like I didn't I'm like, all right, I don't know if he's in there somewhere. I kind of backed out, put my camera up there. Never really had much. I had some serious camera issues this year. Like a leaf would move at night, or I would get a picture of a deer at night, and then after that picture, that deer would take pictures every minute for the next three hours. That's like something (laughs) initiated it. Then once it was initiated, it would take pictures of nothing. Burst. (laughs) That sounds like it it was not this year, but last year. My cameras, dude. It seemed like everything was happening against me like a freaking i hung my camera in like july and a freaking limb fell in front of it from the storm and i didn't check it for like two months i was like i'm just gonna let it soak well in that two months every time the wind blew that limb was shaking (laughs) in front of it and i had i got to my camera i was like what the hell i had like three thousand pictures on the car dude every time i checked my camera i had five thousand pictures (laughs) it was ridiculous that's kind of like sam's camera this year me and him went out and we set up some of his cameras and He's got the best cameras in the world, but we set this one up and we have little, he has little brackets for it and it's right on this perfect corner. It's like a travel corridor. So if you want inventory, that's where you need to be. Sure enough, a squirrel come by and knock the thing, look straight down at the ground. (laughs) Well, we're going through the picture. We see the squirrel and we see the camera and then we see leaves and we're like, damn it. We keep going through pictures. It's like deer, deer, deer. We're catching deer walking underneath the camera. Like, how crazy is that? And it's on a thick edge, but they're literally coming in and out right underneath the camera, and we caught, like, 15, 20 deer pics. <laughs> that was so cool. But we ended up fixing that camera, and I don't think I ever told you, we got a stud buck on that camera. October, what is it? It was, like, October 29th or 30th, right when it's always been hot time, this man. year. You know, this year, last year, that was that time frame. It was a big, huge buck, two in the morning. Not on the camera ever again. Well, crazy. That happens, man. Yeah. That happens. So, anyways, Joe, what happened? You, you so followed him back. I followed him back, and uh, so either way, I set up my camera. Nothing but you know a doe here, or there, and a thousand pictures of leaves, and searching through things, and then so I pulled my camera out of there, put it back to where it was, and then it just I wasn't really seeing Jimmy much. It was just more random, and I'm thinking I must have came in here and screwed this up at some point. And there was another guy hunting the other side of the field. He had blinds set up. He had he was putting out decoys. Something he was in there. I guess would be a lot. I don't know. It, you can't really see the other side of the field. <clears throat> Either way, he was uh, kind of screwing stuff up, or I was. Either way, I knew I had to get out of there. And it was almost the point of like giving up. You know, I just. You were frustrated as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I it was it's rough hunting by yourself every time you go hunting. Yeah, you know, especially I'm, when you go to the same place all the time. It I'm, gets it gets kind of monotonous. That's why that's why I like my mobile setup more and more. Exactly. And like, towards the end of the year, I started hitting up some different areas. 
out there and uh, trying different things. And I I was almost I was pretty much at the point of giving up, you could say. So the one morning I was walking up the hill <clears throat> to go to my stand. And this was, I took two weeks vacation. So I took two weeks vacation. It was the, it was my last week in PA. And then we were going to go to Ohio. I was going to use a week for Ohio. So I hit up some areas out there. There's a ghost in here. So <clears throat> either way. So I'm walking no, up. Not either way. Is there a ghost in here or not? The I'm trying to play this out correctly. So the day prior, or two, yeah, the day prior, two days prior, okay, I walk up the hill, I'm walking down, and I'm trying to just, I'm just scouting, you know, looking for some fresh tracks, you know, anything, to give me a better understanding of what, where these deer are going. And I saw this just crushed rub line, like, super big tree just destroyed in this big line and some guy had two cameras set up on it so i walked down a hill whatever you know <clears throat> don't think anything of it the rubs you know that deer could be long gone it's just never really telling off rubs so <clears throat> the next morning i went out fresh snow on the ground it was snowing as we speak so it snowed that night the night prior i should say i remember <clears throat> that night yeah. and uh i walked out and I had my head down. I never walked out to this spot in the dark, especially dark and snowy. So as I'm walking out, I have my head down, whatever. I'm just putzing around. And all of a sudden I look up and I'm like, I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> and it's weird because I've been walking up this hill all year, the same trail all year. And I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> so I'm like, did I miss something? What's going on? So I start walking out and we've been not in the area for a long time. So I, I figured it out. <laughs> I was like, okay, here's where I'm at. I missed the trail. I, I went left when I should have went up to the right. Either way, as I was walking up that wrong trail, I there was fresh tracks, fresh scrapes the whole way up it. That's this is sign, like right man. now. Like that deer just walked through as I was walking through. And I was walking through. I was a little bit late walking up. <clears throat> and... uh so I'm thinking, man, I've been walking through this area all year, right past this spot, and thinking about, because it's right in this, the guy we have permission, it's almost right in his backyard. Yeah. I'm thinking, I, I it's so nice in here, there's always tracks, but I'm thinking, oh, I've been dragging my scent through here for so long, and maybe it's nighttime. I'm trying to play it out of my head. Yeah. Because I just don't have faith in the spot. So I walk up, I do my thing, I hunt, I come back down. So, in between that time period, with fresh snow, as I'm coming back down, and I'm right behind this dude's house, you know, getting to my truck almost, and there's fresh tracks here, there's fresh tracks there. I'm thinking, these are all daylight deer. If I was sitting here, <laughs> oh, I would have had deer walking all around me. Oh, man. So, I'm like, okay, tomorrow morning, it's going down. I'm coming here. I already picked out the tree. I'm looking at different trees. I'm like, all right, this one's leaned like crazy, but... It's going to give me a shot to this trail where the scrape line was. and uh, You taking the climber in? Yeah, in the morning. Yeah. So, hunted somewhere different that night, and then the next morning I went in. So, sitting there, it was like uh, first light a little bit after. 
three doe come in. All right. They hold up and they're standing behind this bush about 35 yards. I'm thinking, come on, one of you, you know, <laughs> one of you. I'm 25 feet up in this tree, so everything looks small. Oh, yeah. I thought they were all three babies. I had no clue. <laughs> you know, not babies, but, you know, smaller deer, not mammoths of does. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm like, just one of you pop out. You know, it's the last week I could hunt in PA, just one of you. And the one's acting like real ballsy. It's like, <laughs> it's like, what's wrong, guys? Like, what's your deal? You know? <laughs> we could go out there. What's, what, what's going on? Takes a couple steps and she just keeps looking back at them like they're crazy. I'm thinking it's one of the younger ones. And then the mother's probably standing there like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, get back here. <laughs> yeah. So finally, she starts nosing her way out, like acting like Joe Cool, you know. <laughs> Takes a few <laughs> steps out from behind this bush. And I whack her 25 yards. She went 70 yards tops. Fell down, crashed. I'm like, yes, finally, finally. I scored. <laughs> finally, I got meat in the freezer. So, I'm thinking it's super early. I could go down, fill dress this deer, pull it over, you know, a little bit closer to my truck, and uh, later take care of that. I'll get back up in my tree. So, I get back up, and at this point, I'm just frozen. It was super cold that day. My feet are just frozen yeah i know so i'm like all right 11 o'clock tops i'm getting out of here i i can't last any longer my feet i feel like i'm gonna have to cut off a couple toes when i leave here <laughs> so <clears throat> it's like 10 50 i'm like all right last chance hit a couple grunts just sitting there hanging out you know doing your thing you kind of get lost and you know you're just looking around messing around with your phone whatever i hear something behind me and i'm thinking Oh, it's a, it's a homeowner. He's doing something outside. He's always doing something outside. And I, I look back, I'm like, I, I don't know. I look back in, I double take, and I'm like, that's a deer. That's a buck. All right. <laughs> so I'm thinking, this, this has been a terrible week. I got to, uh, I got to make something happen here. I can't mess this up. And now I'm telling the story. I actually forgot about the Ohio I was hunt just going to say, we're out of order here because I'm over here oh. doing the research on the dates. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, wait a second. This all mm. happened. This whole hunt was on the 13th. Yeah, the Ohio the hunt was the 10th. Yeah. But I'm go ahead. You up. can finish <clears throat> this one and then so, we'll go back. <laughs> <clears throat> Turns out I threw up the binocs on them. I'm like, man. Like I said, everything looks a lot smaller when you're 25 feet up in a tree. And it's weird because I never really noticed that until now. I'm like, that's a pretty respectable buck. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him. Now, with the, how this season's been, I'm going to take him. And uh, I kind of looked and I'm like, is that Jimmy? <laughs> is that you Jimmy? know, like it, it flashed in my head for a second. Is that Jimmy? Is that my buddy Jimmy? And I'm like, I don't know, man. His body's so small. Well, it was like towards the middle endish of the rut i don't know and that could you know make their body smaller so maybe that is possible or it's just because i'm up in a tree and everything looks way smaller either way he come in perfect quarter towards me just a bit goes behind this tree i pull back i'm gonna have a 12 yard shot at this deer as soon as his body crossed the other side of that tree 
He went directly underneath me. Oh, no. He didn't even give me a chance to stop him. Just went directly underneath me. So now I'm like, I can't let down. It's so quiet out this morning. He's going to hear me. Yeah. You know, it's just crisp out this morning. So he starts walking right underneath me, taking his good old time, heads directly away from me. And this is when I notice my string actually does grab. I notice that in daylight, you know. And uh, I'm thinking, I cannot have another shot after he passes this area. It's either right now, facing directly away from me, aim for the heart, aim for something. You know, I'm trying to visualize the vitals as I always do. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking I could pass one through there and destroy this deer. Never took that shot before, but I'm thinking this is the only chance I have with this deer. I have to take it. I have to make it work. And I try to make something happen <clears throat> like I've done in the past. And it usually is very successful. <clears throat> so I have this little gap I'm aiming through. And once he gets past this, like I was trying to say, was there's all trees, all limbs. So if he turned right, if he turned left, I'd have nothing. So he's about 12 yards away. I pop one down into him. He runs off to about 60 yards-ish. Looks back at me with the most arrogant look on his face <laughs> I've ever seen on a deer. Just like, really, dude? Like, I, I'm telling you, he was smirking at like, just the most ignorant shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, go down, go down, go down. And he's just, you see the blood dripping off of his back, just puddles coming off his back. And I'm thinking, he's going to go down any time now. Because he's just slow walking now. Like, like he, he's messed up or he doesn't know he's hit. I'm like, I have, I've never seen a deer take one, like a good shot, not a gut shot and just act like nothing happened. And he walks off and then he's gone. I'm like, what is going on right now? So I text everybody. (laughs) We give it about three hours and, uh. We go out and uh, we start the track. I had my brother John, Ferletta, and my dad. So we track it on. He bedded almost immediately after that. And we didn't kick him out of the bed. We didn't kick him out of any bed, to my knowledge, because every time we passed a bed, there I checked the blood and everything was frozen. Either yeah. it was frozen to sticks, nothing was fresh. So we keep going. He goes past somebody's camera. So I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, sucks to be that guy. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes right past that rub line, that rub and scrape line all met up that I was telling you about before. Goes down, uh, probably betted about six times, roughly. Yeah. So we tracked him. Probably about two miles or so. End up walking past a hunter at one point. I was hunting the other side of that field because he did a humongous circle. He was circling right around from where Jimmy was coming from. Yeah. You know, on my camera pictures earlier that year. And I'm starting to think even more and more, this is that deer, you know. So we passed this hunter, pretty much walked underneath this hunter. And uh, that's another reason I know we didn't kick up the deer, you know. Walked through. 
And uh, we get to a certain point where, like, I have to go to school for the union, and uh, I got to back out, like, right now. So we back out, and we walked out a different way. My dad already backed out earlier. He picked us up. He drops us off by our uh, the landowner's road. Yeah. Right at his drive, the beginning of his drive. Me and Floetta get out. We're like, all right, let's go grab that deer. We'll throw it in the back. We'll grab the doe, and we'll go throw it in the back of the, the truck real quick so I can run to school. And uh, <clears throat> grab the deer, toss it up in there. We get it like halfway in. I look up, and I see the homeowner walking down the flashlight. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, he's never really come out to see our deer before. We've been hunting here for 20 years. You know, this is kind of, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a cool thing. You like to share that with him. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, how's it going, Mr. So-and-so? I'm not getting out names. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, no response. I'm thinking, ah, he's a little hard to hear. Old guy. It's late at this point, though, too, right? So you guys have been tracking for a while. It's it's not that late because school starts at 630, so it's okay, probably so around it's five something. Five. But it is dark. Yeah, it's dark by then. <clears throat> and uh, so I said it again. I'm like, hey, how's it going, Mr. So-and-so? And uh, <clears throat> no response again. <laughs> and he's coming around the corner of these bushes at this point. And I look, and he has the flashlight out, and I see him fumbling something around. <laughs> oh, and it no. looks exactly like a pistol. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we back up. <laughs> We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We're yelling. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, we've been hunting for 20 years. What's going on right now? <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, dude, like, what's going on? I'm, I'm, we're backing up and I'm yelling. I'm just yelling. Him. We've been hunting for 20 years. I'm calling him by name. I'm trying to just get something to him. I'm screaming at this point, thinking yeah. he can't hear me or maybe has dementia or something. I don't know. <laughs> What's going on? I am terrified. Yeah. I don't want shot. Yeah. And I'm not going to confront an old man in the dark and try to, you know, <laughs> bringing up family history on why we're hunting his land. Yeah. And I've been there all day. My car has been parked in his drive. My truck's been parked in his drive all day. I actually walked past him going in and out of the woods in between, you know, the hunts. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> he knew I was there. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, what is going on right now? So Ferletta takes off. His car was parked by the road. His truck was parked by the road. He takes off, and I'm just standing there looking like, he just ditched me, man. I'm sitting here. <laughs> yeah. I got an old man with a pistol just wandering around by my truck. The deer's hanging halfway out of the truck with his tongue hanging out. Like, what do we, did we come here to steal your deer? <laughs> did we come here to steal a deer from your woods and shove it in the back of my truck real quick? So... <clears throat> it's pretty obvious what we were doing and uh he didn't understand that but apparently he did so i took off towards for i called him i'm like what are you doing he's i'll swing it around for you and we jump in so i call my dad i'm like you need to get his you know you need to call his house or whatever and talk to him because that was messed up like i don't know what's going on I locked my truck, but there's a deer hanging out of the back of it <laughs> tailgates <laughs> wide open my deer cart sitting there like what the hell? <laughs> so he ended up contacting them, and it was just a big misunderstanding. The way it all turned out was he saw, he lives in the middle of, you know, not nowhere, but he it, lives pretty much in there. the woods. Pretty yeah. close. And uh, he saw a truck 
stop at the beginning of his drive, and people got out with flashlights. Under, very understandable. Yeah, on how that was that makes sense. misunderstood. <clears throat> so apparently, when he was mind. trying to confront us and going around my truck, he must have saw the deer or just my vehicle alone, and know known that oh, you're the hunters that you know hunt my property every year. And send me Christmas cards. <laughs> <laughs> so, either way, me and Charles, we ended up, uh, after school, we went back out around, uh, what do you say, 10, 30, 11-ish, got out there. Yeah, it was later. I would probably We probably didn't get out there until at least 10, 10, 30, I would say. Um, once we climbed the hill, we probably didn't get up in there and start tracking until 11, I would think. Something like that. I'd say around there. Pretty so close. the blood trail, <clears throat> if you don't remember, it was uh, it was pretty decent for the most part. And then once we got past about mile marker two ish, hmm. it oh, started no. dwindling. You know, the we, more, but we still had snow on the ground. So we had snow on the ground, so we were going for tracks. You know, we we were <clears> okay. <throat> we were following tracks, but then he went into this south-facing sloped hill. That was real thick and gnarly, and there was not as much snow on that hillside. Yeah. And there was one point, we lost the track for a while, and we, we took what looked like trail. And there was no trails. I mean, it was literally the side of a very, very steep hill, and it was very gnarly. So, finally, we figured out where he did. He went down the hill, and he kind of doubled back slightly at, a, like, a tight, real sharp right turn. And when he right where he turned, there was a stump there. So we didn't see his tracks because we're, I mean, it's nighttime. We got flashlights. We're just following it down the hill. And we lost it in forever and ever. And the next thing you know, I'm looking and I'm really breaking down that last spot of blood because we'll do that a lot. When it's just the two of us, you know, with snow on the ground, it's it's a lot easier to, to kind of mark <clears throat> that last spot. You can, I totally agree. You know, you can kick up a big spot in the snow, like, you know, and make a big mark and, okay, this is last spot. We used toilet paper too, but apparently I was using an excessive amount of toilet paper on this tracking job, and it went way too long, and I ran out of toilet paper. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that area but, that we did that, it, it, we were in that area for quite a bit of time trying to figure we, that out. We were in there a long while, like you said. All the leaves were like not kicked up, but there's yeah. the way that hillside was. With yeah, the, the it cover. looked like everything was turned over, and plus and there it was, was a lot south of facing, stuff. so it had sun on it all the whole day. So I mean yeah. that probably melted a little bit of that snow too. Mm -hmm. Possibly. Yeah. And I finally just shoved my head, like I peeked my head out around this stump, and sure enough, right there in front of, like the whole time, right beside us. Whatever, but it was, yeah. yeah, but it was raised up, and it was like a flat spot, so it wasn't on our eye level. We had to kind of peek over. There was a bloody bed right there. He yeah. literally. On this hillside, it was just a flat spot from all the erosion coming down and building up against that stump. Yeah. That was one of his beds, man. That's crazy. And we got back on it, and we tracked it. Yeah, it got to the point where we're just following tracks at this point. Yeah. We're like, Little this is small. these are smaller tracks. These are bigger tracks. This is, has to be it. You know, mm -hmm. stay on this one. And then I would stay on some other ones. I would take random tracks that might not even, we had no thought that it would be him. Mm -hmm. But it was just one of them things. You stay on this. I'll stay on this. Yeah. Once you find a little speck of blood, which Everybody that's what it got down to. Yeah. Turn right. back into each other. And then we did that for quite a bit of time. And then he was making a humongous. I noticed he was making a humongous circle to back where I shot him at. And it, yeah. it, we probably tracked him for a total of three miles. It turned into a spot of 
uh, we'd follow the blood, uh, the tracks for about a hundred yards, and then boom, little teeny speck, mm-hmm. like the the teeniest of specks. Like a if there shard, wasn't s- snow, almost. you would not even see it. Yeah, and then uh, more tracking, and then teeny little speck, and then maybe a little bit on a branch, and mm-hmm. then it got really difficult <clears throat> because he started going into some high traffic areas, and I think high, he was still nosing and pushing dough around. To be honest. Because he was like right on some other fresh tracks and <clears throat> they were just in little areas and he was running zigzags all through them. Mm-hmm. And it, it got complicated because when you got snow now, that's it's pretty well frozen, but it had a little bit melt. But then it froze again because it's the middle of the night. Yeah. You know, and the tracks aren't as fresh as they were eight hours ago even. And there's maybe six different, eight different deer in one area. They're feeding there. They're They're mingling around. And... It took us a while, but we, I mean, we're we're pretty damn good trackers. I'll, I, I'll I be agree. honest. No, um, you guys are you guys are my go-to when yeah. when I really need freaking help. I we, go to you guys. And we've you been guys doing somehow it. find blood. <laughs> we've I don't been doing it for it a long time. We yeah. both see blood super well. But we both have like a natural instinct for tracking deer. Yeah, mm-hmm. you almost get in the deer you know? at times. But this was just an explosion of tracks. Yeah, I want to take this back a second population. though, like. You think you made a great shot on this deer. Where do you think you actually hit it? You know, what did the blood look like initially? Was it bubbly? Was it like lung blood? Was it was it muscly blood? Really, maybe a. Did we see a little bit of bubbles? And I brought that up. I I wasn't there for the initial track. This was months ago, so it's hard to really recap. And I was just looking at the pictures again that he sent when he first hit the deer. Man, he was pouring blood out. Yeah, immediately. I mean, like pouring blood as soon out. as he stopped. Yeah. But and I was looking at the picture. It it looks dark. I mean, it almost looks really dark in the picture. But you never know in a picture. Pictures are hard. I wasn't there. Plus, you 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 combine that with it's in snow. It's mm-hmm. not on the ground. So that snow changes that a little bit too. Definitely. You know. But it looked dark, like liver blood to me. Um. You know, in the snow and. But with the angle, with the, you know, the tight shot, and that's kind of, you know, there was a little bit of a disagreement on when he should start tracking. I thought he should have waited longer just based on the angle and what he was telling me. You know, I was thinking the best case scenario, he got one lung and liver because he's shooting almost straight down <clears> on the deer from a really high elevated position. I'm looking at this this picture right now. It is a little bit darker blood. It's hard to tell in the picture, but, but when you see that there's much, there's a lot of blood. Immediately, immediately, I would have been like, that deer's dead. And I said that. I said, I'd give him more time, but I think you got him, bud. Like, I think he's walking. done. He was still spring walking. This is directly after I shot, and that's this, a high hit. You know, you know that's it with, takes a while for the body to that's right. a lot of blood. That is a lot of blood. We that's don't even walking. know if he, yeah, I don't just, even think he got an exit. And I said no. I kind of was telling him, you know, well, check and see, you know, if if the blood is like between his footprints, you know, like directly between his footprints, then most likely, you know, you got to pass through his body right, or something, and it's it's pouring out the bottom of them. You know, or otherwise, it's just coming out the top and spraying yeah. outside. The so. thing is, when we started that track, it was more of what I was looking at on that picture I just showed you of right now blood. Yeah. It's absolutely. not like we started track, went in and, you know, we're 20 minutes into the track. And we're like, all right, let's back out. You know, we didn't find the deer yet. It's, yeah, there was one of the things. Like, the blood was, was walking pretty consistently pretty good. Yeah. You know, a lot of it, you didn't really have to look here or look there. And if you did, it's because it was falling down into the snow. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have fresh snow. That was our argument. You have fresh snow. 
Blood's Let's, warm. We gave it three hours to sit. It's not like you're gonna find it, you know, twenty minutes later after those three hours. Sometimes you gotta track a deer for, you know, a, a quite a bit of time. Yeah. Either way, I was short on time. Like I said, I had school that night and everything, and I was pushing myself. We had fresh snow. Let's just do it. So, either way, we're going through an explosion of tracks. Just like you don't even know where to go at this point. You know, yeah. it's getting late. It's like two in the morning at this point. Yeah, we're just roughly guessing two on in big the morning. tracks, and we're, and we're we're making out. I mean, we're what, doing what are you well. You know, we're we're cutting tracks right. We're like, all right, this is a big track. This got to be him. Like, this looks like a Jimmy track. And we'd follow it. And sure enough, I mean, it might be 50 yards down. There'd be a little speck of blood. Yep, this is the right one over yeah. here. And we'd jump back on. And he was kind of running with, like, I don't know if it was two or three little ones for a while there. There was two or three other sets of tracks, like, right in and, in there the, in and around his. Them, yeah. yeah, and they're, you know them. They just oh, doodle yeah. through the woods, and he's more on a purpose, you know. And so, and I don't want to ruin it. You can go. After those tracks just went to, to hell and back, we just figured he's doing a straight line. Let's just stay on the straight line that he is taking, which is a, a pretty main trail going through. It's like a, it turned into pretty much like a four-wheeler trail. Yeah. Which I think that's what it is. And uh, all of a sudden, after that explosion of tracks, it turned into an explosion of turkey. Yeah. There was so much, I would say like 100 by 100 yard of just torn up. No more snow, just kicked up leaves they and turkey tracks. Place. Like it wasn't they, even like they hit, demolished they this area. I've never pocket, seen anything like it in my a life. A little pocket. They literally went down this entire four wheeler trail. And didn't leave an inch of it uncovered. They hit it for 100 to 150 yards straight the whole way down. And it was the same trail Jimmy was on. What do you do at that point? Honestly, right. what do you we, do? We tried walking it out and just following that four-wheeler trail until no the turkeys ended. And once we got on the other side of that, no, no more, more tracks. tracks. That's incredible. So we backtracked. We tried figuring out the explosion of trails. And at that point, it's like you're going over everything seven times because yep. you're getting... You're disoriented. Well, first you know, of all, you're, you're tired. tired. It's exactly. dark. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's. And it wasn't tired. like it wasn't like there was any <clears throat> definitive. This is definitely the way a deer would go if he right. comes off this trail because exactly. it it came up to almost like a plateaued area it where it was pretty flat. Yeah, and he could have went anywhere. I mean, there was a big pine thicket that went up a pretty steep hill to our right that I thought was a good possibility. And I mean, I took those tracks out. I don't even know how far and did not find a spot, an ounce, a speck of blood. We literally went up on both sides of the turkey tracks. Now, mind you, at points, there were 50 yards wide, too, at spots. And we just worked the edge, and we worked up and down that for another hour, I'll bet you. And we never caught where he come off that spot. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If you have inconsistent blood like that where you have to follow a a set of tracks for... 50 to 100 yards before you yeah. can find a speck And we're not blood. even super confident those yeah. were his tracks that exactly. went down into that trail because I get that. we lost blood so far back behind that spot. We were just following the we, biggest tracks. We had a stick. He was he hit it, he ran into a yeah, stick. Right it was that. pretty I mean either way. We were confident. <clears throat> but you start you start doubting yourself because it's like wait, maybe maybe he turned off before this point. Maybe he didn't get into the turkey you know, maybe he went this way, maybe he went that way, and we started. Maybe he doubled back, 
Yeah, it, it just. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna drag his story on forever, but it, it was just it is. There's something to learn from it. You Absolutely. Know, shop placement, everything else. So, long story short, which is already a long story, but I'll shorten it. Uh, we we looked around that area for quite a bit, and it was about two thirty in the morning at this point. So we're like, let's back out. You know, what what are you gonna do at this point? Uh, we back out, go home. I slept in because I was whooped. Those hills, because <laughs> it's all hills. Oh, that's yeah. all it is. Those hills will whoop your ass. I agree. And that's what they did to me. And I woke up late, and I'm just like, oh, I got to go back out there, man. I, I got to go back out and give it some time and just body search at this point because the snow is melting. You know, there's nothing you could really go off of other than body searching because even if there is a little speck of blood, yeah. that's all run off with the snow. So I was out for about five, six hours, brought my bow with me and everything, and I figured I'd I'd give it till dark, and then dark I'd walk around in some uh, bedding areas, and he still had the nocturnal sticking out of his back, hopefully. Yeah. We didn't find yeah, it anywhere, so I was hoping arrow. maybe, luckily, I could go into a, like a thick bedding area and just see this blue mm. light. I kept imagining this blue light in my eyes, like... Yeah. Man, if it I was, could see this blue light <laughs> and this deer, I could. It was be amazing. It was funny at one point because we're on this steep hillside and there's a little town down below and there was like a back porch light or something that was kind of blue tint and I saw it from a long distance away and I'm like, Joe, that's him. I think I see it and I start <laughs> and I'm fighting my way down towards it because it's like we're on the side of a pretty cliffy type area and I'm working up and around stuff and all over and then it, I would lose it behind some topography and I'd keep going and I'd get on trail. I'm like, yeah, there's bunch of tracks down here it's definitely it and i get over and i come over this hill and it's like a back porch light i'm like oh shit because <laughs> you see it like you're in we were in thick stuff i thought you were you're gonna just say I, I got up on the top of, of a ridge yeah. and it was like two miles away yeah. <laughs> no it, it was just the, I, cause I, I was catching a little bit of that porch like yeah. through the through the trees and that's thicket. a bummer honestly though but, all in all you did your due diligence yeah. yeah you guys you had guys out there you were tracking you went until we hours of the morning. You went out the next day for hours and hours on end. <clears throat> well, there was tried, a, I tried calling dogs. What else I called two do? people with dogs. No one came out. They wouldn't and, take uh, it. They wouldn't take it. I kind of screwed myself. I thought I hit the deer behind the shoulder blades almost, like maybe just lung yeah. and down into it. So they thought it was a one lung. The deer's going to live yeah. we for however for long. Blah, blah, blah. And I told them the long, length and they're it. like, we have to start at the beginning. We're not bringing our dogs on a three mile track and yeah either way neither that those people came out and uh they just turned into i know the deer's dead uh i don't know what else to do so the the second night that i went and went and looked for it i uh passed that guy's camera and i wrote him like this sympathy you know <laughs> like sob story on me hitting this deer that i've been chasing all year can you send me the picture yeah so it was like weeks, if not a month later, this guy, this random person texted me one day with the picture. And I actually, <laughs> he it was a beautiful picture. Yeah. And I'm like, that's Jimmy. That was that's him. Jimmy. You know? yeah. and, and it was a great picture. And I could actually see the arrow. Yeah, I saw that picture. And uh, it was pretty cool because now I'm thinking, hell, if I would have known, because it looks like I hit gut. So I know that it deer's back. pretty much dead. Yeah. And yeah. I wish I could have had that for the people, you know, that were uh, 
running the dogs because I'm sure they would have yeah. probably took that. They might have taken it like are, the next day. Yeah, you know? gut hits are good for the dogs, man. They yeah. they can follow that scent. I mean, that deer right there. Yeah. If we hadn't have got the dogs and gave yeah. them the the gut hit, they probably wouldn't I mean, have taken it either. You try your best, and that's all you could really do. And yeah, we've been planning on going back out and just looking for them. Let's do it soon. Because I, sure I did go out in turkey season and just kind of him haunt around the same similar <clears throat> area, but I didn't get into it. It's at almost all. it's almost uh, shed season and scouting season. Let's go. Yeah, out it's and time. Bebop around. Yeah, Everything's go down. We gotta go look. Yeah, I, I would love to find them. It'd be awesome. Just you know, it's a, a buck that I've been hunting all year, and it's it would mean a lot knowing that. Yeah. I actually got something out of it. It's not like the story on Big Jimmy, you know, close the book on Big Jimmy. It's a cool story though, man. And it's a learning experience. Like you said, you're, I bet you don't take that shot again. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, that's a tough shot. It's a tough shot. It's really. a tough shot a to pass, too, though. Uh, Boy, is it a tough Charles shot to pass. took that shot this year I did. I crushed the doe right through the heart. She yeah. ran 10 steps. And, uh, you know, I mean, she, and it was, but the thing, the difference was I was in a ladder stand at 15 feet. Yeah. You know, he different. was 25 feet up, but that, it's just a hard that angle, steep man. steep angle's tough, man. I so even shot hard. my deer at a pretty steep angle this year. We and found him 400 yards, yeah. but still, I mean, it, it's tough. It, it is. is really it is sucks. Tough. It sucks, man. It's, and the reason I, I've been trying to get this out for a while, because he left a pretty huge timeline out of this story. I mean, we went yeah, all in. The other stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we went all in on this deer, really, because I mean, the week. Well, we we said what three days, three days before this hunt, Joe and I decided, you know, before our annual hunt, we did it last year. We're going to do it this year. We're going to go down and just literally a day hunt. We're going to go down on Sunday. We're going to scout. We're going to put stands up. We're going to get ready for the following week for our, our rut hunt, our rutcation, as they say. You went down on a Sunday, didn't you? We went down on a Sunday. We yep. can't hunt in Pennsylvania, so why not? Let's go to Ohio. We have our tags. We went down, um, you know, and I'll, I'll start this so it's quicker, Joe. But we got down <laughs> in a hurry, you know. We're, it's a blast, man. It's so much fun to head down there early, and it's a great area. But we got in. We First spot we stopped, it, it's... The octopus tree. Joe get, shot his big eight point out of that tree. Nice buck. You know, it's a great spot. And, you know, a lot of people, including our dad, doesn't know why. He he, he claims it's pretty random. But, dude, yeah. he locked into a really good spot. I'm not going to lie. Like, he saw a deer there, though, and he made the move. And he moved into that area a couple years back. It's in the middle of a giant oxbow in this deep, big creek. Yeah, man. Dude, but it's like a hundred yard wide, probably oxbow. See, it doesn't feel like an oxbow, but it is. And those, he's perfectly like pair, like Can right you in line. Explain an oxbow for some people that might not yeah, know what so, that is. So, so yeah. an oxbow good call, is Joe. good, good. Yeah, definitely. An oxbow <laughs> is basically a bend in a river where the river comes in. It bends out and it creates almost a peninsula type <clears throat> where there's water on three sides. It's convex, not concave. Correct. Um, which basically means it bends inward and you're on the, the part, like, I don't know how to explain that, but <laughs> basically <laughs> so, a big bend of a river where it looks like a, like a hump. Yeah. It if looks you're looking like a at hump. It from a topographical map. Typically deer like to bed on oxbows. They feel safe. They have escape routes on multiple yeah. sides and it's- they can they can bed and they'll sit back in that, you know, in that back part right up against the water and they have water to three sides. They're safe. They can see everything and they can escape out the backside. If you want more of an explanation on an oxbow, go back to our Zach Farrenbaugh episode. He will Good explain call. it perfectly. Good call. So 
this and he is like he's right at the foot like if you could cut that oxbow out and make that crick straight as an arrow it would basically his stand would be in the water i like that so those deer run that edge they'll run that edge and they'll just keep going that edge and they'll sniff the oxbow whenever they're coming through the bucks because it's a like a dense crick bottom yeah you know and it's it's a really nice area and he gets i mean he gets so much travel there so we're like we're Mm. gonna put your stand up there like you know we've done in the past we're gonna go put it in well, I'm, you know, me at this point now, the weather's perfect. It's that time of year. We kicked up some deer walking in. We kicked in. deer walking in like doe were bedding right there. And I'm like, dude, we got to go. I'm getting anxious. I'm getting antsy. We're in Ohio. Yeah. It's that time of year. And it's like, like 11 o'clock. Yeah. And it's, we're kicking and it's up midday. deer. Another lane, thing you forgot to say about what? that was that hillside. Yeah. Is, uh, there's sun on it in the beginning of the day. So the deer are always There's a huge south-facing slope. You're right. Good call. Hillside, yeah. Big so. south-facing slope, and it comes down, and it and it shelves, and there's a big oak shelf there. So doe oh. are literally on that oak shelf all day long, every day. I mean, those yeah. doe run that shelf all day long, and he's basically at the bottom in the in the creek bottom, and it's such a perfect spot, man. Such a perfect spot, and. We get in there, and of course, he he hasn't touched his stand all year long. It's been out in the weather. It's a little <laughs> rusted. Sure as shit, the damn crossbar's rusted oh, shut. No. Like we, because we use um those, we use the what are they called the um, wing nut wing, wing nut. nut thank yeah. you. We use the wing nuts, and that's how we you know disassemble and assemble our ladder stands. Yeah, use a shear pin next time, kid, or a cotter pin. Make yeah, it on yeah. <clears throat> I mean, for the cross frame, you would do that because yeah, I like to tighten them. It's easier yeah, to get you out. Could. You definitely. I guess you could. The reason I don't do that is for noise factor. Yeah. But yeah, a pin with a cotter pin would work good. Yeah, but those other things they give you those clips, they're too loud. No, I don't, those aren't. Yeah, no. We replace all that though. stuff. So Short. I'm like Joe. <laughs> You gotta hurry, like, dude. You get back hurry. to your truck. You have tools in your truck. Just go. Just, we're fighting with it. We're trying to use everything we have with us to get this thing loose. As we're we doing all this, do there's a deer literally on that yeah. side of that hill, just feeding, not even paying attention to us. <laughs> that so damn rich. We only had one tag, so we're like, we're hunting for bucks. I don't care. Yeah. And oh. uh, I start charging back to the truck. I'm like, we already kicked up deer. A deer just hanging out like 100 yards <laughs> from us in care. plain sight and uh it don't care <laughs> and i charge back my truck i get you know get my my stuff and yeah. my wrench and uh i start just making my way back and as quick as possible i'm like i don't even care right now i just got to get this done i'm getting yelled at <laughs> and uh i'm about 40 <clears throat> yards from charles i poke my head up and and uh, I see two sets of antlers running off. I'm like, oh, I'll pick up my binoculars. I'm like, oh, geez, that sucks. I get up to him. Apparently, there was a small buck coming in. He yeah. started trying to film it. As he was trying to film it, a big buck walked into the picture, and they're about to fight 40 yards from him as he's sitting there with his bow sitting right next to him, like three <laughs> feet away, like 40 yards from my stand. Yeah, it was a, it was a little bit of a windier day, and I was putting the stand together. And you know how you're trying to be close. You know, you're trying to be you try to careful, be quiet, but you're, you're never quiet. quiet. It's a ladder stand, dude. It's clinking, it's clinking. I'm getting pissed. I'm dropping stuff. You know, now I'm putting, I'm down on one knee, my hood's up. I'm literally putting the stand together. I'm putting the sticks together, or the steps together. And, you know, I'm making some noise. And 
I got my hood up, so I didn't even notice. And in my mind, I don't know what told me, like, you should probably look up at this point because my head's been down for a while. It's and that just, weird sixth sense, dude. Yeah, and that deer was up on the hillside. Just look around for a second. Take a second. And I pick up my head, and sure as shit, there's a buck walking across my face at 40 yards. I am in the absolute wide open. It doesn't get more open where I'm at right now. And I'm down on a knee, and I have these ladder stand pieces on the ground, and I'm looking, I'm like, Oh my gosh, pull my phone out and I start recording them. And I'm, as I'm swinging, I'm trying to find them. I'm zoomed out and I finally find them. And in my phone, I see another buck coming this way. And I'm like, Oh shit. This all happened in four seconds video I have <laughs> of it. And I see this other buck and they're squaring off. They're, they're starting to get big. He's posturing on the little one. And I don't know if the little one wanted anything to do with them, but the big one was like, dude, you got to get out. I don't know if they heard me because it was windy and they just heard noise from Maybe. a distance and they both came into one spot. Dude, they're at like 35 yards. And he's the big buck is coming out of that oxbow. Bo's just so laying on the ground. Bo's <laughs> laying on the ground three yards away. three probably Probably three yards away. And I'm like, and the ground is just all giant, crunchy oak leaves. Like, it's, it is loud. There's no way I'm getting to it. This is all happening like right now. And I look with the deer and I look back and I see my bow. And in my mind, I'm like racing, racing. I'm grabbing my range finder. I'm looking for the opportunity. I'm going to wait for them to start fighting and I'm going to crawl over, grab my bow, you know, because I'll have an opportunity at that point. That's my only chance. And I'm thinking and I'm, everything's racing. And all of a sudden I look back and that big buck just picks his head up totally alert and stares right into my soul <laughs> so i thought and i'm like oh, he, he got me i'm done and he literally doesn't give me a second turns takes off the little one has no clue because his back's turned to us well that big one saw joey barreling in <laughs> he's gone that like little one yeah the, the little one's still hanging <laughs> out so leafy <laughs> Crunch, crunch. Dude, you could hear him from a mile. But I had no clue. Like, all, And it did register, like, in this, this all happened in, I bet you, 30 seconds. Yeah. It did register me. Call Joe to, I don't have time. I was I'm telling myself, I don't have time. It'll be fine. He's, he's, he's good. He'll be, he'll see him, if anything. Yeah, no. So, Deer runs off, snorts yeah, at us. Either way, we set up a stand. I'm like, oh, dude, I brought two stands up. I want to set another one up in this area. And you thought I was mad before that. He's losing his <laughs> mind, all right? I'm like, dude. I'm, we came up here for this exact reason, to yeah. set up ladders, and you're kind of screwing me over right now. I don't want to bring up the extra weight. <laughs> so, we run over, we set up a ladder super quick, and uh, we literally didn't even get out of the parking lot. We just changed in the parking lot. I went back into my octopus stand, and uh, <clears throat> sitting there a couple hours, and uh, I saw something come down from that hillside. And I didn't see it anymore, so I'm like, all right, well, pulling with the binox, nothing. I'm like, what? Where'd that deer go? It just disappeared. So <clears throat> I uh, just hanging out a little bit later. Not much later, I look up and I see a rack walking away from me. Oh no! In that same area, I'm like, oh man, it's that buck that Charles saw. You know, he, he's not going to come back over here. I don't know if it's a shooter or not. It looked like a decent rack buck. You know, you're in Ohio. You know, you got to have some kind of standard. Yeah, we haven't even started our <clears throat> exactly. vacation yet. And you know? uh, I'm thinking, okay, he's about to push into some thicket. I'll wait for him to push into that thicket before I hit this grunt. Because if he turns around, he won't be able to see me. He won't be able to see 
anything. You'll be in thicket, you know. That was my idea. So he walked a couple steps into the thicket, hit like maybe three, four grunts. Uh, didn't really think anything of it. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to grunt this buck. And he's yeah. a turd buck. He, they're smart out here. I don't have a decoy or anything. I, it's it's my last chance. Hit those grunts. Uh, about 10 minutes later, I pick my head up. He's coming beeline right towards me. I'm like, wow. Dude, you got through the kitchen sink at him, man. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Whatever you got. And I'm looking at him, looking at him. He's stopping, looking around, you know. And I'm like, I would absolutely love to have this deer. I think he's he's definitely Pope and Young. He's a mainframe nine. Not super tall, but respectably tall. Yeah. Same thing as Jimmy. His main beams came out real f- further, you know. Uh, had a little sticker. Uh, so it made him a 10 point. Plus, and, at this uh, point, you haven't shot your bow except for what? The first exactly. Day. And I... For the year that I was having, I would love to have this deer. And honestly, he'd probably be on my wall if things would have turned out. So he's coming perfect, dude. Like, right at me. Cutting a little bit quartering. And he gets behind this set of trees. I pull back. He starts popping out into the open. 28 yards, I figured it. I meep him. Keeps walking. (laughs) I'm like, really? So now he's behind some stuff. And he's going to poke out probably around 25 yards. I'm thinking, I'll meet louder, and uh, I'll give him a chance to take, like, two more steps because there are some limbs to the right, and as soon as he steps out from that tree, about two steps, I'll have him wide open. So he starts, his shoulder starts coming through the front of that tree. I go, meet. <laughs> that was loud. Dude, it was loud. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> He stops on a dime. You figure he'd dude. take another step or something yeah, before he did. On yeah. a dime. He probably, because like I said, it was windy. He probably didn't hear him the first time. Yeah, I guarantee he didn't. You know, he, he was, was on a mission. Good. He was on a yeah, mission. Yeah, he's walking through crunchy leaves. He's making noise. <laughs> you know, it's it's windy. He probably didn't hear you. And then you you startled the shit out of him with the <laughs> second one. He, oh, whoa. <laughs> Where did that it out my head is, Who that? Uh, Who dare? Who dare? <laughs> Who dare? <laughs> the way I played out in my head was there's a little bit of thicket behind me, maybe Maybe he thought the deer was in that thicket behind Probably. me. And uh, either way, he stops on a dime, and I could see from his stomach forward. Okay, so he is shootable at this point. The only bad part is there's these two little teeny twigs sticking off of that tree covering up his vitals. Oh, come on. And at this point, I'm 15 foot up in a ladder. He sees me, and he really sees me. Like, he does that head nod, like, oh, you're yeah, a person, just- you're a person. Yeah, you're definitely a person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he did, like, this head dip where you know the deer figured you out. So I'm thinking, the limbs are probably, like, 12 yards. The deer's, like, 25. He's on alert. Uh, if <laughs> I aim at the limbs, I probably won't hit the limbs. Uh, And I feel like I was not just... I wasn't dialed in on my aiming, like Charles brought it up afterwards. I wasn't really dialed in on exactly where I was aiming. I was more aiming at an area of the deer, which, you know, aim small, miss small, not aim at the chest. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like those limbs made me do that. And it was very wishful thinking, but I took the shot, figuring. I know what you were thinking. There's nothing else I could do here. I don't think I'll hit those two little teeny twigs. And if you do, what's it going to really do? And, uh,. I, I blast off the shot, 
He runs about 60-some yards and stares back at me. Uh, Did he give you a look like Big Jimmy? He did not well, see, give Jimmy me didn't the look. exist yet. Oh yeah, this Jimmy didn't exist. My bad. Yes, this, this is before. This technically yeah. happened before. So <laughs> I'm like, I missed him. I can't even see my arrow because it's behind the tree that he came out from behind. And I kind of look to the side. and I can see my arrow, and it's sitting. It didn't penetrate the ground. It's sitting like sideways. Like it, it made a pass and just laid on the ground. It, yeah, but yeah. sideways. I know what you mean. You know? Yeah. So I'm thinking. I hit one of those limbs. Absolutely, I hit one of those limbs. And I still think I hit one of those limbs. I hit something. Because not only did those limbs exist, which I don't think I hit those, but there were some out of my sight. You know, like when you look down your peep, you, you can't, can't really see, see anything them. in your peep. Yeah, right? It's tough, man. That happened to me this year, too, dude. I shot a freaking tree because they were so, in my peep and I couldn't well, see Well, not only that, you're focusing on limbs that are closer. <clears throat> yeah. You know, so your attention's automatically drawn to this, the closer limbs, and then you're looking at him. Yeah. And you're trying to play with your focus. It's just... it's. I a, was all screwed up. It gets and, messy. Uh, I get it, man. I get it. Either way, I'm like, all right, I missed him. I'm really upset right now. Uh... You know what? I got to get down and check my arrow, obviously, as it, every hunter should. <laughs> and uh, he was kind of going towards Charles. As I said, Charles, you know, there's a nice buck coming towards you. I'm pretty sure I absolutely missed him. So I get down. I'm looking at my arrow, and I'm all butthurt. I'm just looking at it. I'm like, what is There's a little bit of like, white on it. Like the, like, uh, not grease, like uh, gut. It's more like okay. a fat, like the fat on Fatty. the... On any part of the deer, it's just the fat. It, uh, and then on the very back the end, big white hunks of fat that you pull off them. Yeah, know? like a brisket. Yeah, like yeah, a brisket around the That's brisket. What I'd say. Yeah, it's that and, big uh, old fat ball up there. There's some hair hunks. there, and then there was a little bit of blood on the the tail end of the on the fletchings. So probably some muscle. So I'm thinking, all right, I'll give it like an hour. I'll get down before last light. Try initially finding blood. Because we're going to track this deer. You know, there's no thought about it. We're going to track this deer. I've seen crazier things happen. So, I get down early. I'm thinking I got to find initial blood. Get as far as we can. We're two hours away from home. You know, we got to mm-hmm. try finding this deer, or at least starting to track. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're going home tonight. <laughs> and uh, we're going home. Charles had to work. Yeah, I so, had to work on Monday. I track it a bit. He ends up coming down once hunting was over for him. He helps me track it. It was probably about 300 yards of, I won't even say decent blood. And then it just turned into nothing, spec, spec, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then it was like we're tracking tree limbs, you know? We were straight Navajo at this point. And at this point, our flashlights are junk. Yeah. And uh, we had no chance. So I'm thinking, just to make sure I didn't hit, like, low gut, which I didn't think I did. I'll call a blood tracking dog out here, guy that runs the dogs out here, and I'll just see if he could come down or what he thinks about it more. Because we had I our like thoughts, but they those people, input. you know, mm-hmm. they have some great, you know, they ideas and they, they <laughs> yeah. have great knowledge, you know. They do. So we called him and he pretty much said the same thing. We were kind of narrating in our heads that we probably hit low brisket and low that's brisket, what it was. Yeah. And I was thinking, okay. I deflected a limb, I hit low brisket. That's that's what happened. That deer's alive. I'm not going to worry about it, and I'm not going to spend two hours driving back up here in the next day to, to look for this deer that's alive. Yeah. You know, there was nothing that showed us that that deer could have even possibly been dead, you yeah, know? Right. The arrow wasn't showing it, the blood wasn't showing it, so 
that happened, and then the Jimmy thing happened, which made the Jimmy thing so much worse. Yeah. Like, I was not sleeping yeah. at night after both of those days. It was Yeah, when you have that happen to you twice in three days. Man. I remember getting the text on that first one, too, that Ohio yeah. deer. And I got the Sick first text. Stomach. I was like, it, I think it said Joey hit a big block. And I was like, let's go. This is going to be the greatest season ever. Because mm-hmm. it was it – was, it was after I shot my buck. November 10th. Yeah, that would have been the second buck on the board. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be awesome. Charles is going to get it done in Ohio. Yeah. Like, everything's going to happen. Like, And it just... It crumbled. It, it crumbled beneath <laughs> I, I think I went to bed. I think I went to bed. And I woke up the next morning and I had a like a slew of texts. And I was like, we couldn't find him. And I was, was like, oh late, no. Another late night. And then um, the Jimmy thing happened. And I was like, oh my god. Dude, I felt for you. I felt freaking terrible for you. Like, I was sick to my stomach about that kind of stuff because that's happened to me before. Yeah. It, it, it's happened to me and, like, I feel sick about it. It's never happened to me on a buck. I've Knock lost, I've, I have lost two bucks those, in the same season and within a week of one another as well. Last year, it seemed like I couldn't kill a deer. Yeah. I shot deer last year and it was like every deer I shot got away somehow. Yeah, last year was a weird year for you. It was a you. bad year for me last year. And I feel you on this. And hopefully this year is going to be even better. Fix that string kink. And yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I'm going to get a new bow. I'm almost thinking it, it, instead of it might have even been like they tied your D loop. Too tight. Too tight. Yeah. And, you know, and it was pinching your knock. It almost had to be. Yeah. You know? The only thing that affected was that deal I missed uh, first day. But, yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was a rough season. And after all that, I was literally losing sleep at night. I could not stop thinking about it all day. And uh, You know what's weird? We spent all this time, and we haven't even gotten to, like, the best part of the whole season. Yeah, I know. We're but getting it there. Was a- <laughs> we'll get it. We'll- we're getting there. <laughs> we so, might want to fast forward to that. Fast forward, actually. We got to hit one more thing up real quick. I like it. I like it. Uh our first day out Ohio, I'm sitting in the octopus stand. You know, they had a, a, oh, over yeah. a week to sit. Let me just I'm, ask you something real quick. Why you do you call what? it the octopus stand? You it's, didn't really uh, touch on that. You just said the octopus yeah, stand before. It's eight, eight trees coming it's a out maple. of one tree. Oh, it's a maple. And it's There's literally eight, of eight shoots out of the bottom. And it I tucked right in the middle of it. There's and it's a tree beautiful. right over there. It's my neighbor's tree. It's literally, I bet it's the octopus stand. <laughs> I swear, because yeah. dude, it's a maple and it has like eight. it has like ten literally trunks coming up from it. Yeah, it's they're crazy. all trunks. None of them yeah. are actually you know. I know limbs. what you're talking they're about. They're all trunks coming from the bottom. Joe, I, I actually, uh, by the way, I actually already covered this story on a previous podcast. Oh, the Brubby story. The Brubby story, right, Austin? Pretty he sure. Did. I, yeah, he I did. did. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, not from your perspective, but I did. I'll go through it super quick. So we're up there first day. I'm in my stand. It's getting a little later. I have a doe feeding probably about 60 yards from me. I'm just watching it, whatever. All of a sudden, I hear the most terrible noise you could ever hear in the woods. It was another person screaming, especially when my dad's friend is hunting 200 yards, 250 yards away from me. Yeah. I hear this. Oh, help, Joe. And then it sounded like Joe. Yeah. And it sounded like help. Oh, no. I'm like, you know, there's so many things rushing through your head at this point. You're like, I have to get down just in case. You yeah, know, like, absolutely. There's some houses in the distance, but I know it came from that way and it almost had to have been him. But I'm yeah. not exactly sure where he is at. Right. I know the general area, so I say screw this doe, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. I rush down my stand. I take about, I go about 20 yards out, and I just listen. So I'm like, man, I got to call him just to make sure what's going on. I don't want to, you know, charge in on his hunt, although it would 
you know, have meaning behind it. He probably wouldn't and, have cared. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I call him, and thankfully, he answered his phone, but not so thankfully, he was uh, in a panic. Yeah. And he's like, man... My stand broke on me. I'm hanging here. You got to get something. You got to get a ladder. You know, you got to, you know, get a climber out of my climber, my truck, which is like 350 yards away. And, uh, I'm, I sprinted through the woods and it's cold out. I sprint full sprint, all my clothes on everything. And as I'm getting like closer to the truck, I'm thinking, could I have tore down my ladder and possibly got to him? Maybe not. Probably not. So I get to my truck. And as I'm running across the road, a car's passing, and I yell to the the lady, I'm like, hey, call 911, we got a guy who fell out of his uh, ladder, or his uh, climber. So, she calls the cops for me, I throw all my headgear in the back of my truck, I grab the climber, I start charging back in, and at that point, I'm dead. Like, First of you, all, I don't know if you ran cold, in the cold. Your lungs are on fire. Wow. Yeah, it's miserable, man. I got all my warm clothes on. Yeah. I got, you know, I just breathed in. I full sprinted through the woods 350 yards, and I'm not in the best shape. <laughs> I'm not fat, but I'm not in shape. <laughs> and uh, at that point, I'm jogging, stopping, jogging, stopping. I'm thinking, he only has so much time. Like, I gotta he's going to die. Like, I'm terrified. Like, so many things rushing through my head. And I get to I, I get to a point where I can't even go anymore. Like, I'm, like, jogging a teeny bit, walking. And I'm yelling for his name as I got to the base of his hill. I'm yelling for him. I don't hear anything. I'm just, I'm terrified. I can't say anything. I just, it was a terrible feeling. And finally, he called back to me. And he said, I got it. I got it all figured out. What happened was he was standing there, and he was in a what was he in a oh. ash hickory hickory oh hickory tree he was in a hickory but I mean it was not <clears throat> it was not a shag bark it Doesn't looked like a white oak at first glance but if you look around there's a few other shag bark hickories in the area and he was in a he was in a in a hickory notoriously in his climber. Which is a no-no. It is. If I can give one piece of advice, people, whether it's go on Google and search the trees in your area and learn about about the trees and find what's hard, what's soft. Even if you get on a forum, whether it's Archery Talk or or just go on Facebook and ask your friends, find trees that are no-nos and find trees that are good. Like typically, if I think of like a beech tree or something, it's kind of softer. Not typically the best tree, but if you go like a cherry tree, it's kind of loud, but it's it's a little bit softer wood. You can bite those climbers into them. If you get a hard mm-hmm. tree, it doesn't get a good bite, and there's a big chance of your tree stand slipping on it. Yep. And this is exactly what happened with this hickory tree. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing. You when you do when you do study, I want to mention study the bark. Absolutely, that's because, the biggest thing. And, and go or find somebody. <clears throat> I mean, find somebody that knows their trees and walk through woods. Talk we've, to your local forester. Yeah, that's a good point because we've. I mean, we grew up with our dad who was you know a lumberjack for years. He knew every kind of tree by every look. So we walked through the woods. He would always point out like, "That's this tree. You never climb that tree." You know, here's a, this tree. You, these are trees are better to climb, you know, and we learn that way. 
I've never been in a hickory for that purpose. I don't, you know? I I don't know the on. difference. I don't know if I have been or not. Yeah, I mean, I I know I haven't. And I know he told stories about the time they were out in Illinois. And same thing. Brubby was climbing a hickory and his chain snapped. It, snapped. His tree stand kicked. And when it grabbed, yeah, the chain actually The chain snapped. snapped because of a slide. It basically slid. And, and when he finally regained, it snapped his There's thing. There's a lot of force in that. You know, yeah. it, it's it's insane what how bad a hickory can be for you. And what what's weird, and like I mentioned, he was just standing there. He was yeah. just standing there on his on his bottom platform, you know. But he he thinks his feet were close to the tree, and when his feet were close up to the edge of the tree, so he wasn't really getting that you that know leverage that leverage really push, in. yeah, um, that you really do need, <clears throat> and it's. I think that's somebody that's been hunting for a long time too. So mistakes do happen, like they common do. mistakes. But he knows they all could the trees. Uh, cost you your life. Complacency, so, yeah. man. Exactly. Complacency kills. Yeah, that's a. Man, it was a scary, scary moment. Scary moment, but it is scary. And I'm, yeah, it was I'm a super crazy glad week. he's all right. <laughs> it was a like, really crazy week after, and that that just added on to it. <laughs> I'm proud of you, buddy. <laughs> it's I am, after I'm proud he shot of you for getting buck. down and doing that. <laughs> yeah, he definitely. I yeah. found his buck, by the way. Now, you did. I did find it. That's crazy. We're getting closer on time, and I, I'm this this episode it'll cut down a little bit. But I want to get into the good part of your season real quick because yeah. it did it turned out phenomenally. I was carrying the weight of this team for a while, hey. and then you just you took the weight right off my shoulders by the yep yep. That's good. Uh, yeah. So gun season hit, Charles. I love you. I'm sorry. It and wasn't the best. Whatever. My luck was still uh, very terrible at that point. I went out first day. Everybody saw or shot at a deer first day, <laughs> and I uh, they were just eluding me. And I'm just thinking it's it's I did something wrong. I don't know. The deer gods are cursing me. I don't know what is going on this year. Up until this point, you've been like a stone cold freaking killer. Exactly. Dude. The past two years. I mean, last year I got six doe, one in uh, Ohio, and then. Five and PA, we get a lot of doe tags, but uh, either way, last year was the same thing, man. Just misses, just bullshit. Just, you know, it falls into the category of uh, shit happens. Yeah, and in archery season, shit does happen. And I was lucky for a lot of years, and I didn't really, I didn't feel this before, you know. And now it's it it weighs on you. I feel and you, you man. bring it into the next season. And I, I had a three year gap where I wasn't killing hardly anything. Yeah. Man. It's terrible. It, it 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 hurts your feelings. Like you might be able to get a doe on the ground, but it's like every buck, yeah. nothing goes right. Yeah, I know I'm, you're feeling. I, I had five years of nothing but luck, and then, and then you and then you blow opportunity, and then opportunities were getting blown, and it's like, dude, you that don't get that many tough, chances man. at uh at wall hangers, you and know? Like buck, yeah. seriously. Yeah, how many opportunities yeah. you had? Maybe once a, a year week, if you're so. really lucky twice. Yeah, so. Our, uh, gun season hit. First day was terrible. Uh, it wasn't terrible. I, I shot a doe. Yeah, you guys did all right. <laughs> I didn't see a deer. Uh, yeah, I was happy for you I guys. I was in it the just, did not see a deer It was one of those things. Club. It was like, not that I was giving up, but it was like, you know, you're just depressed at that point. And uh, I don't even know if I went out the second weekend, honestly, because I was working and everything. No, the second no, weekend. Yeah, we went out. I, I, we, we went out We to, convinced uh, you to come up to the camp, right? Well, the second weekend we went out after work. Remember, me and you, we went out to uh, Beaver County. Yeah, technically the first. Well, first I guess it wasn't it was the first, first weekend because first day was on a Saturday. Doe. 
So first day of dough. Yeah. yeah. So either way, it was uh, the Friday before last day. And I kind of had in my mind, obviously, I'm going to go out. All right. But it's raining. So where I live, it's raining. And up the mountains, it's snowing. So I'm thinking, if I could go up the mountains, I could get snow. And if I stay here, I'm going to be hunting in the rain. It's going to suck. Yeah. So I think McCoy called me. Mm-hmm. And I got him to talk to my girlfriend and talk talk her into letting me go up there. Not that I need her permission, but you know how women are. You kind of need their permission so you don't get yelled at for three months. So we worked out a deal. I give her a couple back rubs, you know, make up for it. And uh, either way, I was leaving school Friday. I was all packed up, ready to go. I left straight from school, and I headed right to the mountains. And that's about a two over two-hour drive. Either way, like I said before, determination brings success. And... That was one of those moments where the whole way up there, I'm just thinking, man, just turn around. Like, you're tired. You woke up at four something this morning. Saturday work was canceled. So, I, you know, I had that all clear. And I really pushed myself to get the whole way up there. And the only reason I went up there is because my brother was, uh, my brother John, he was chasing after this uh, buck that uh, we had a history with. And, uh, we've been seeing it every year. One of us has seen a nice buck in this area every year. And we just kind of named it the same buck, you know. And he had two nice bucks in that area this year in archery season. Didn't have a full opportunity on the big one. Let the smaller one, which he said was a 130 class, yeah. go. <laughs> He's and, so full uh, of shit. <laughs> yeah. So he let that one go to try to killing the bigger one. And... We all gave him hell about that. But either way, that's the only thing that really pulled me up there. Yeah. Is that these bucks are up there, and I just love hunting up there. And, you know, it's a camaraderie thing, too. You know, you get to be around with the boys and uh, do some hunting. So I get up there. uh, Next morning, we wake up, and it's raining. I'm like, oh, well, this is my season. This is pretty (laughs) much my season summed up. So we're thinking, all right, well, I was with McCoy and Johnny my brother and uh i'm like well let me show you this one area you know we'll just drive over do some road scouting and you know, uh in the rain. i'll show you this area that we saw some bucks in uh first first day uh me charles and sam so we drive over there as we're driving over there it starts snowing we're like man well let's get back here and let's put some feet on the ground you know and we get back in there, and we, we walked around a little bit, you know, just snuck around and nothing. So we went back. We're like, all right, well, it's getting around, hell, I wish I remember the times, around 11 or so. Let's get out in the woods. It's like 11, 30, 12 now. And uh, we're like, all right, McCoy, you take my truck, drop me off. I'll walk through this thicket to get to the back to where this uh, pine forest is. You drive around, drop off Johnny on the opposite side. He'll meet me. We'll kind of push towards each other. And then you drive around to the back end of our secondary push, and you just hang out there. It's a nice spot. It's a great spot. So to kind of paint the picture, this area where John's been hunting, it's it's a pretty far down in kind of – it's a creek bottom. 
Okay, but it's a creek bottom up the camp where big pine forest woods, big clear cut slashes, super thick on both tops. And then you have this big just hill that kind of works down both sides and creates a huge bottom. I mean, a big, big bottom. And the bottom's where he's been having all the success. Seeing deer. So the, the thought was Joe will come in on one end of the top and he's going to work his way down the hill until he reaches the open bottom where you can actually see because both hillsides are pretty much, I mean, your hillside's some, total slash. There's some slash on both hillsides. So yeah. we do have a chance of kicking a deer into that bottom. And if you walking do. Walking in and we'd kick it to each other. You right. Know, that that's was kind of thought. our idea. And then we just walk like open woods to each other, and meet you, up. Yep. And then once we met up in the bottom. Well, we've done this with success year yeah, after year. We have. And uh, so we did that. We met up in the bottom. So I'm thinking, all right, well, I've had a pretty crappy year. And uh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pretty crappy year. I'll I'll stand by the the edge of this slash. And I'll walk that. And you walk down probably about 50 or so yards down from me. And we'll just walk this slash out towards McCoy. But we're creeping. Uh, to paint a picture for you, it's pretty much like sleet snowing. It's like loud sleet snow. So it's kind of hard to keep your scope right, you know, on your rifle. So what I did is I cut the thumb off my my uh, glove to put shoes in. <laughs> and uh, so I put my glove over my scope to where my thumb hole was on my scope. And it was kind of shielding the top of it from shit getting in. Yeah. And I could see down my scope, like, sniper style, you know? <laughs> so it was pretty cool. So I set that up, and we start taking a sneak. And I'm telling you what, it's, you know, when you're sneaking gun hunting, what my oldest brother already always taught me, take a step, every step, you are you have a new vision. You know, every step you take, you could see something new. So take a step, look around, take a step, look around. And we were doing that, and I figured, I got to get a little bit of head of Johnny, all right? Because if there's a deer, which historically, there's always a deer working the edge of that thicket, okay? So if there's a deer on the edge of that thicket, I want him to see me before he sees Johnny, you know? I don't want Johnny to spook a deer Ahead of me. I get that. So I stayed <clears throat> a little bit ahead of him, probably about 10 yards ahead of him. So he's just a little bit quarter behind me. And, uh, hell, we probably made it about 100 yards down that thicket. And, uh, we're, we're creep, creep, creeping. And I look up and I see this, uh, pine tree limb and it's kind of shaking a little bit. I'm like, man, I know it's, snowing, hailing, whatever, sleeting, and it's a little windy, but that's a little outrageous. There's something going on over there. So I give it a second look, and I see some brown behind it, and I see a deer, and it looks like a little scrub, a little, you know, fork or whatever, a little crappy buck, and I'm, all right, well, I got to give this a second look. I'll have to stop Johnny first so he doesn't scare this deer. So I look over at him, wait for him to look at me, I throw up the stop sign, you know, because 
when you're hunting like that, you got to have some type of hand signals to, to understand no, what's I thought, going on. I thought you had like one of those uh, stop signs in your pocket, like the lady lets the kids cross the street. No, you just man, pulled one of them up. Shut up. <laughs> I've even gotten crazy with the hand signals to the point of like doing like, doing like spike signals, doe signals, big buck signals, decent buck signals, like different with, with whichever fingers you're holding up, you know, however you might do it. So I stopped him and I start looking and I pull up my scope. My scope got that little bit of like a foggy, you know, kind it's of like rainy, hazy. hazy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like a thumb yeah. hole kind of haze or? No, the thumb hole was decent, <laughs> but you know, it was a nasty, nasty day. And not only it was, was it snowing and hailing and sleeting, it was also coming down from the pine limbs, you know, like whatever it was. It was dripping and shit, yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. Either way, I can't really see anything. I make I can't make anything out with my scope. I, I obviously see the deer. I just can't make out the antlers. So I pulled out my scope and I'm looking at him. He's probably around, I'd say sixty to eighty yards. It, it's hard to tell. You know, you're on the ground. You're going through thicket. It's it's hard to tell how far away he is. But every time he picks up and lowers his head, I see like this frame of some sort, like. Like, he almost has uh, just, like, he's a, a very wide spike, you know? That's all I see as as the main beams. I get that. I'm like, oh, man. I'm starting, it's starting to register in my head, like, is this, you know, the big boy, you know? Is this Mr. Big that we are up here for? And that's that's flying around in my brain. And I'm pulling up my scope, and then finally... I pull up my scope one last time, and at that point, I already made out my head that this is him. You know, I'm I'm thinking that. And as I pull up my scope, I see the main frame. I'm like, he's definitely legal. You know, it's three on one side up there. Uh, this deer cannot be illegal. He's definitely legal. Uh, and he's a nice buck. And I don't know. I'm not going to count points at this point. This is what I'm getting at. And uh, he's through a little bit of stuff, but. I got a 308. So I'm like, alright, I'm going to pop off a shot. Is there any chance I have? Just send it. He's kind of working towards me a little bit. Full send. And uh, I don't want him to see me. So I pop off a shot. He did a little hunchback kind of thing. And then he takes off. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I've hit probably two deer in my life with a 308 that made it more than a bound or a step. (laughs) He starts taking off. And he's kind of curling around behind me to my side. And I'm like, are you are you kidding me right now? And I hear a crash. And I'm like, I don't know what to think right now. Is this deer <laughs> alive? Is it dead? What is going on? So I look at Johnny and I threw up the big buck signal. And I start waving at him. He's sprinting up to me. You know, he had some history with this deer. Oh, yeah. Or with what he thought would be this deer. I've heard some stories. And he's sprinting up the hill full speed. So I'm sprinting towards where I made the initial shot. We meet up. I'm looking around. I'm, I'm, I'm all this excitement, but it's you're shooting through the side of a thicket. You know, you get confused on where the deer was actually standing or how far away it was. And we're looking all over the place. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> like, all right, here's what we're going to do. He curled around this way. We're going to separate. You take a right. I'll take a left. And eventually we'll hit some fresh tracks. It's snowing as we speak. And we'll try tying some blood to it. 
So we start doing that. Of course, Johnny didn't listen to me. He starts following me. And he's yelling at me. He's like, man, what? you should have stayed where you're standing. Blah, blah, blah. You know? So I'm like, All right. I'm, I'm feeling so bad about myself. And it's like a nightmare replaying in my head that I just screwed up on the third buck this year. I hear Johnny yelling at you <laughs> in my head right now. Like, <laughs> It's horrifying. <laughs> and uh, so now I'm thinking, I'll go back to the shot site. I'll try reimagining where he was standing and then I'll go over to that area and try finding it. So I went back down to where I thought I shot him from and I'm looking all around to like for my foot tracks and for, you know, the, the shell casing. And I'm all of a sudden I hear this loud yell. <laughs> Johnny's just going ape shit. <laughs> He's <laughs> let's go. <laughs> screaming woo! he's going off and my heart went from the lowest of lows to the highest of highs and i'm like i pause and i was in shock for a second and i start like sprinting up to him and i stop i'm like is it him is it him he's like it's mr big he's down let's go <laughs> he's going nuts dude so i literally uh, i sprinted up to him full speed and I get up to him, and the deer's laying there, and he's greeting, like, Johnny's greeting me at this point. I can't even look at the deer, because he's, he wants to give fist bumps, and chest bumps, and high fives, <laughs> and we're high five and chest bumping. I'm kind of, <coughs> I'm trying to look at this deer, and he's going bananas right now. <laughs> <coughs> Johnny's an intense dude. So, he hasn't been on this podcast. He will eventually I make tried, an appearance. Well, I try to get him on tonight, but he's in a bowling league. Apparently, that's a thing. So. He's, a, he's a crazy dude. <laughs> he's a 30-year-old so, man that still uh, bowls. I don't know. <laughs> choking on my words over here. So, <clears throat> we're literally fist bumping, high-fiving. We grab the deer finally, and he's just a complete mountain monster you know it's a tank and man. i turn oh, back to him we're fist bumping chest bumping high five and going ape shit screaming we're screaming like animals i love it we went into the woods for one reason and we fulfilled you know Hell yeah, that dude. goal that we went into the woods for so at that point we don't care about anything <laughs> we don't care if we scare away every deer in the woods you know it's the last day of gun and we're just going banana sandwich <laughs> so finally i get my hands around this deer and it's just it, it, you know you, you just slow down and you kind of get caught in a moment of wow like after all this year has been it finally persistence paid off Exactly. Like I said, determination finally paid off and it, it finally turned into something amazing. And, and I don't know, I, I don't know how to explain it. I want to bring the deer gods into it, but I don't know. And I, I did help out a lot this year with McCoy and stuff don't like that. Don't curse the DGs, brother. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm just saying like, I was like, man, what did I do wrong this year? Cause I've been like helping out with track jobs. I've been doing everything I possibly could to help people out. And Everything's going wrong for me, and finally it all just dwindled down to this perfect moment. And uh, that was a solid high solid five. High five. Not bad. Look, look at the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just a magical moment. And like I said before, man, you're you are the fucking uh, sorry about that one. That's you okay. are the man that day, and that was a a magical moment. And 
something I got to share with, you know, my brothers and uh, especially Johnny. He's pulled out four of my wall hangers with me, you know. I guess. He's been there for almost all of them. And, uh, yeah, it's a great moment, man. And uh, it's an we walked out of there with a win, man. It's an exceptional it feeling. And, like, dude, just congratulations to, like, your whole season in general. You got on three really good deer, which is, like, unheard of in our area. Yeah. Being able to get on that many deer and getting a shot at all of them, that's crazy. And yeah. be able to finish off on such a good buck, I mean... I'm sure it'll be the album art for this episode, but it's just, it's really a great buck. And congratulations. Yeah, uh, yeah man. I mean, and, and in rifle season at that, that's a hard time. The last day of gun season, everything's the most pressured deer in the world. We're talking public land, um, Michigan ain't got shit on us. I'm just saying. Everybody talks about how bad Michigan's pressure is. Pennsylvania's worse, I promise. And you know what makes that area even worse and harder for us in gun season is it gets hit so hard the weekend before rifle deer comes in because rifle bears in for a weekend. You've never seen people like you see the armies up there in bear season go through them woods. And those big woods. They destroy those woods. They push everything out. They don't leave an inch of those woods untouched. So to do it on an area that's been literally pounded for three weeks and you find that buck in his vulnerable state in weather that was total shit, sideways weather, he's out there rubbing a tree on December whatever. Yeah, probably December what tenth? Probably close to December tenth. Um, I can look up the date, but still, we're talking you know late year. Either way, it's freaking insane. You beat the odds, like by far, tenfold. Yeah, yeah. 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 I I, I pull some away from every one of those deer stories this year. That that's what you should do. Every every one of them, I kind of just gather together my information and. Let it, you know, let it out there and and tried it out and it almost worked out every single time. Like, yeah, the buck that I hit, Big Jimmy, I I tracked him all year. You know, I looked for him all year, and finally I ended up finding him just out of you know fresh sign, which is sometimes the best thing 100%. you could possibly find is just fresh sign and in, in in the snow that you know was in this area and. On top of I mean, everything, it's just I I definitely did something good yeah. to get onto those bucks. December fourteenth, around three o'clock yeah. p.m. was the first picture we got. That's crazy. Of him Mid-day. on the ground. Yeah, I, I saw him around yeah. uh, one thirty. Yeah, yeah. it That's was crazy, bad dude. bad reception down there. Sam and I were <laughs> driving around. Yeah. Like we still haven't even hit the woods yet. Well, we did. We stopped a couple different places, but. Sam had already shot two doe, I think, up to that point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're we're now back in the truck after he shot his second deer. We went back into the truck. We're going to go to the next spot. And we get a text or something like Joe shot him or something like uh, totally bland, bl- 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 <laughs> bizarre. Like, just to leave it totally up. No pictures, <laughs> yeah, no totally explanation. Just- no, Do you need help? Like, Sam and I, we have a deer car. We're like, we're... Where are you guys at? We, you know, where do you want us to go? Because we knew where they were at, but we didn't know which of the three entrances would be best to go. So we went down what we call Two Mile Trail. That's where Joe went in. I know where you're talking. And we start going back <gasps> in, and the freaking beavers got the whole place flooded. Yeah. 
Dude, a beaver went in there. I hunt. I killed a deer out of there in October. My one of my does this year. It was fine. And it was fine. There was no sign of beaver. The whole thing was flooded. And next thing you know, we hear like sloshing and all kinds of stuff. And I look up, and here comes Joe and John, like a bunch of hoo haws, just barreling down the trail through like a foot of beaver water. <laughs> Nobody cares. With this giant buck in their hands, and they're just pulling them and Sam and I'm like, holy shit, like, this is awesome. That's the best thing. You know, that in the was world. the moment. And we were only probably 70 yards in, but it was like nobody at that point, we didn't, I don't know if we had a picture even yet, like anything. Nothing was going on. And, and finally, we got to see them. And the pictures don't even do this deer justice. Listen, the pictures make that deer look big. I just know it's a big deer, especially for a mountain deer. Yeah, That's a yeah, but you didn't stud, see him in person. Man. That's the but, thing. It's like when you see oh, you him haven't person, seen him in person. I haven't. And you get your yeah. hands around that see, just a mass on this deer. He it looks just brings another. He <clears throat> looks big. He doesn't look as heavy in the yeah. pictures. He yeah. looks big. You can tell he's a big buck. Yeah. What what actually probably shows it the best is the somewhat hero pose my mom took with Joe. Yeah. Just that tells you, that shows you the real mass in that deer. Yeah. Yeah. Did we scored at her for taking that. I mean, my elbows are in on that picture, oh, yeah. but she took it so close to the deer. She just had her camera roll That close. it was just, it looked like. But it's funny. It an actually, elephant, but yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It, you take a regular picture. I've even like reverse trophy posed myself. You know, you put your body like equal, if yeah. not further ahead Steve of the Waskin deer. Steve Waskin did that this year. And it just looks like. Just he made his buck look thing. small because he was almost hovered like over oh, it. Over, he had yeah. a short. He had I his made chest my one thirty class Ohio buck look like a little dwarf. The yeah. one year I sent it to people, and I had the deer's antlers like a little bit like equal, yeah. if not a little further behind my body. And they're like, "Oh, cool, yeah, man, nice deer." And I send the next picture, like, "Oh man, okay, <laughs> like there it is." <laughs> not that it matters, but what did yeah. that deer score? Um, he yeah, was one thirty-eight. Yeah, that's a beautiful buck. Charles scored, and I think is uh, nine point. I think he he messed he messes up a little bit. But <laughs> if if you want, want, I will score your Dude, deer. That no. is, uh, I will guarantee no, I, I, you get I the think, same. I think we it was did a very it. good scoring. We uh, did it professional, if, if not within a couple, you know, an inch or we're two. within. You an know, inch. did you use a cable? I did. Okay, but I'm not like your cable. I used yeah. like a. It was like an old phone charger cable. But I, dude, I like those though because they They're got that little flexible. rubber. Well, and and they have that little rubber you can pinch in real tight yeah. on them, and they don't move. Yeah. But at the same sense, they don't stretch. I got you. So they're nice. I like it. Yeah. I. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I like to get some beers together and uh, score all my deer. We're one supposed of these to days. score. That'd be pretty cool. You yeah. know what? Let's do that sometime. Yeah. But we're supposed to score all the deer officially here coming up pretty soon for our buck cancer. Competition, okay. grand finale. <clears throat> the grand finale. It's gonna be fun. We'll we'll get together and do it. I'm really excited for this weekend. Yeah, this weekend's gonna be fun, great. American man. Outdoor Show. It's the final weekend of it. We went last year. It was a blast. I'm excited to go with you guys and have a weekend off and just yeah, I'm pumped up, man. Hang out and see some new products and stuff. Meet some people that we haven't seen for a long time. Meet some people that we meet we've some never new met. people. Yeah, like. The boys from Rut River Pursuit, so excited to meet them. Yeah. Oh, are they going to be down there? They're oh, yeah. going to be down there. Garrett Benner, the modern assassin, we're going to meet yeah, up with he's him. He's going to be down there. Matt Garris from Matt Out Garris. on the Limb. Can't wait to meet him. I'm it's going to be fun. That, uh, what's his name? Isn't at, uh, <clears throat> Wicked Tree Gear anymore? 
Oh, yeah, Johnny John Mulligan, Mulligan, but he's yeah. down there. He's gonna be down there. Yep, he's gonna be hanging out at a different booth. But Johnny he'll be down Utah there. Creative. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's he's actually down there with uh, with another booth. He's gonna yeah. be hanging out, but he he's will be dude. there. Um, I'm excited to talk to uh, Drew Walters. Always so now that to he talk to him. now that we've had him on since yeah. last year. We'll, he's a good guy. We'll have a good conversation with him. I mean, there's just yeah, and we'll have a podcast up there too. <clears throat> yeah, we're cool. gonna do a podcast following uh, the show. We're gonna do an episode from our Airbnb that we got. What we experienced just like last year. It's gonna yep. be fun, guys. I mean, oh, dude, it's gonna, gonna be a blast. Yeah, I'm I'll, very excited. You guys are gonna be very jealous when I'm there tomorrow. Just sending you all kinds of text messages, Listen. blowing you guys up. Listen, I wish you wouldn't be there. Don't tomorrow. send me a thing. <laughs> Don't send me anything. Because here's the thing: I have a surprise for you that you're gonna absolutely love. And if you make me mad, I'm gonna give it to Joe. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> I'll accept. That. I'll accept a beer too. All right, here comes a beer. But it is what it is. But I'm excited about it. As well, always. A huge shout out to our sponsors, yep. Williams Archery, who supported us from the beginning, Veteran Innovate Products, who supported us, our newest sponsor. Yeah, they're, I mean Phenomenal they're more, and, and they're more of a partnership. They're more. I of would call it exactly. um, because I don't. The the reason I've been thinking about this, I don't want to call them a sponsorship because people may think we're we're promoting their product because they actually pay us. They don't. No. They've never paid us a dime ever. We support them and we partner with them. I believe in, in their product because, yeah, we're part. We're we're family. We're the family yeah, man. we're the VIP family because we believe in their product. We've tested their product. We've killed. We've seen good I success through with their all of our this year. everyone. Same goes for Williams Archery. They've worked on my bow for yep. years. They've made arrows for me. Everything's always worked out when they've worked yeah. on my bow. I mean, it. It we we're not really a sponsor heavy podcast, but mm-hmm. we we. Use the people that we believe in, and yeah, exactly. you know, maybe spawn some more sponsors will come throughout the years. I mean, yeah. who knows? We don't really pursue anybody, but right, it is what it is, it's what we believe in, yeah. you know. Yeah, I just wanted to clear that up for someone that would maybe come into this podcast and just listen to us for the first time. They don't know our backstory totally because we've had Matt on, you know, twice on the episodes already. Great guy, great, great guy. Great I mean, there too. is no better person out there than Matt Futere. Yeah, um, besides maybe Cindy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and what he makes too, like that new broadhead, yeah. it looks oh it's my phenomenal. goodness. I can put an order in for you if you want a pre-order. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try a, a different broadhead this year. But. Yeah, I, I the the combat veteran man. I have we have three pre-orders in already, and yep, you, myself, and Sam. <laughs> and I mean, I think once we start using them, and everyone sees how just dirty they are, they're nasty. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of letting you do the, dirty. the beginning Field work testing. on that. I get it. Field I get it. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna try. It. Remember that broadhead I saw. I think we're at Walmart or somewhere like that. Hmm. NAP makes it. Yeah. The two blade. Uh, uh, it wasn't the kill zone, was it? Kill zone. Yeah, the yeah, kill, kill zone. I'm going to try that out. It, it looks well, pretty bad. If you're actually going to. I'll send you a deal for it. I, know I was just going to say, if you're going to buy it, I'm I just taking anything away from Matt or anything, but I'm yeah. letting you do that. And if I, get that. I see the results from you, I mean, I am a believer right now, yep. but I just need to see one more season of, of kills to. Get on that bus and become part of the family. Absolutely, yeah. nothing against him. Obviously, it's just it's you know every has their own thing. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I, I've and been I know, with NAP for a while. So yeah, yeah, and I know yeah. I've talked to Matt in the past about NAP because that's what we've always used, and he's actually a a big fan of NAP as well. You know, he he's he that's probably the he's one a company guy. that He'll he tell says you what's yeah. good, what's he bad, was all about and it. not because yeah. he's competing, it's because yeah. he. 
He believes in them. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's how he wants be. to help. That's exactly yeah. how it should be. But if you, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you after this because I saw someone selling like four or five of those dirt yeah. cheap. Yeah, I feel you. I know what you're talking about. So, but moving on. <laughs> other than that, if you guys would do us a huge favor and head over to iTunes, give us a five star review. It'd be greatly appreciated. You can always find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Go wild. Twitter. All We're on Twitter, places. but. We don't tweet. Right. You can find our <laughs> podcast anywhere podcasts are found. iTunes, Podbean, iHeartRadio. We're an Alexa skill. If you say, hey, Alexa, play the White Toe Distraction podcast, guess what happens? She plays mm. the White Toe Distraction podcast. It's so much fun. Please go support our podcast. We love you guys. You know, you it wanna, is what it is. While we're talking about reviews, you want to talk about this? Uh, we have to give a shout out for some for a great <clears throat> review we got. I need to give a shout out to a phenomenal review that I got. We we brought it up again on this episode. We were hunting public land and, you know, some guy <laughs> just got too close to us and yeah. we had to just let a zing of one. Shout out to uh username Real Hunter. Because he's definitely a real hunter. This it is sounds real legit as hell. <laughs> this is I love real it. hunter. I love it. The title of his review is Disgraceful Show. I'm gonna take <laughs> I'm gonna take this with a grain of salt, but you know what? I like the haters. It's good for me. Dude, it, honestly, I find it very before funny. Before you read it, I kid you not, I was literally driving home one night listening to another podcast about like some of the bad reviews they've got on Archery Talk and different things. And I'm like, man, we haven't made it. We haven't got a hateful <laughs> comment at all on a bad review yet. We have not made it. Oh, we got solid hateful review right here. <laughs> Let me just tell you. It's and a one-star review on iTunes. Disgraceful Best. show. Let me just read this for you guys real quick because you, you're going to find it as funny as I do. I love it. Multiple times on their podcast, they would shoot at people hunting their area on public property. <laughs> Our sport is on the decline. You get these DBs saying things like this we don't need. Go away. <laughs> My favorite review of all time. I love it. So if you're listening to us at this point, it's long episode. It's been, you know, a while. You've probably listened to us for a while. Yeah. I don't remember any time ever shooting at another person. Yeah. Or talking about shooting at another person. Maybe he's referring to the fly rod incident. You know, maybe he's a fly fisherman and he's a hater. No, because he's a real hunter. He's not real fly fisherman. Either way, <laughs> I promise you, we're not shooting at people. <laughs> if, if we said something in the past that offended somebody or upset somebody, I'm, I'm sorry, but, you know... It is what it is. We don't shoot at people on public property or on private property. We're not horrible human beings, but it is what it is. But other than that... We made it. We we finally made it. We made it. I love you guys that listen. You guys are the best. Until next week. The distraction is real. Distraction's real. Let's go. The distraction's real, baby. Woo!